Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Rico back at it again. Ready to bring you the funk. This is a special track for me. For tonight. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are tuned in for the very first time, this is your first time. Smash that like. Enjoy the show. This is the Buffalo Fanatics brought to you by Fansided. Let's go. The official Bills podcast. Let's go. Hey, we got things to talk about, folks. Let's tune in. Let's get ready. Let's get funky. Because there are some important games. I can sit here and talk about the, the schedule all over again. I mean, I think we're, we're all scheduled out, right? However, there are some big games this coming season. There are some big games this coming season, and I'm, I, I can't wait to talk about it. I can't wait to talk about it. But there are a few other things that we want to talk about uh, this coming show. Um, but I've got to start off. I got to start off with with something that uh, I think that most people um, are bothered by. I'd say um, a lot of people are bothered by, and that is the recent tragedy. I mean, I'd like to find a worse. I mean, a, a better word to describe it. Uh, monstrosity. I mean, just you know what? Ugly, ugly. That's what it. That's that's the word that comes to me because only, only someone that has ugliness inside, hate inside, can can literally take someone's life away. And like, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the 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 shooting that happened in Buffalo, east side of Buffalo, a black community, Buffalo. I mean, just a couple weeks ago, I was talking to some folks. I don't know Buffalo well. I'm not from Buffalo, but I still, I still have a piece of Buffalo with me. You know what I mean? Every time I go there, it's love all the time. And I was talking about I was the different places in Buffalo, right? And how someone was telling me how unfortunately segregated, right? East side of Buffalo is more black. If you go west side, is more I think Italians or whatnot. I don't get don't don't quote me, please, right? But there there's different parts of Buffalo, and there's different segregation. There's different demographics that live there and east side of buffalo happens to be a lot of a big black community out there so you have this ugly individual that comes out drives three and a half hours to take people's lives the reason for it the skin color isn't that crazy isn't that crazy forget about what the person's like inside forget about anything i don't like you because of your color so you know what? I'm going to make a decision and take your life because I don't think your life is worth a damn. These are the type of people that we live amongst people. It's sickening. It's disgusting. I can't stand it. And a lot of us just like fam, like it just, it sickens me inside. And here's the thing, right? 
the people's lives that were taken were people that were doing things for other people. I'm shopping for this and I'm doing that. And, and big people in the community, like fam, like it, it, it sickens me inside. It really does. And I'm, I'm going to take it a step further. I'm going to take it a step further. When I, or people like myself travel from other places to Buffalo, yo, I gotta, I, I gotta be looking left to right. We can't be, I, I, I don't want, listen, I'm headed to Buffalo this weekend. Yo, I gotta be looking left, right. Fam, I gotta have my head on a swivel. It's gross. It is gross, man. But this is the good thing. Let me put the positive spin on it because the very next day you have the community coming in and doing food drives and giving food off right in front of the grocery store. This, that is community. That's what you call community. And it didn't matter if it was, just a, it was white, black, and in between. Golly, man, it makes me sick, man. And I just had a newborn, right? Six months old. You're looking at this pure, innocent little life. And you have somebody that's like, yeah, I don't like that. For no damn reason. Yo, yo, man, some of these people, man, these ugly folks out there, man, y'all need to change. Real talk, man. So, Buffalo, hold your head up, man. Y'all, we got to be resilient. I say we because, I mean, I go out there and I'm, I'm like you. I look like you, too. You know what I mean? This is sickening, man. Anyway, I didn't want to start off the show that, but I had to. It's it's necessary, especially because of a con. I'm a, um, for content creators, especially, you know, content creators for that cover the bills, there aren't many minorities that do it. Buffalo Fanatics is out there. I know there's there's some folks that in Rumblings and Cover One. Like, we all, like, all of us see this is ugly, man. But we, I mean, I got, somebody's got to be the voice for the content creators to say, yo, this is ugly. My man Z-Bot came out and did a fantastic job yesterday. Shout out to him. We all got to step up, man. We all got to step up, man. This ugliness. But anyway, we're going to move on. <clears throat> Unfortunately, we got to move on, but it's what it is. So, folks, we got to go into this season knowing that there's going to be a gauntlet of games that are going to be tough. Tough as heck. Now, there is I, – I would love for us to be in a position that we can go full strength and say – your team against my team. I got everybody healthy. Let's go. But we're missing a specific player that I feel is, is a difference maker. And it's a difference maker. Now, I'm not in a position to speak too much on it. You know what I mean? I need someone that knows the medical field, that knows the ins and outs of the, of, the, of the body and how the mechanics of the body works. And I happen to have someone here to talk about it. Not only is this guy interesting, not only is he one of the most handsome men I've ever met, not only is, is he the most in physique shape, not only does this guy's thighs can't even fit in his pants. Pause. My guy. <laughs> my oh, guy, my Mr. Alex, what's up, man? Hey. <laughs> the thigh master himself, the thigh god himself. What's happening, bro? I'm wearing spandex tonight because I did. Hey, yo, <laughs> I love all about it. But that, no, and we'll, we'll get into our pleasantries for sure. But uh, I got to give a big shout out to my man because uh, he's been keeping us on top of things when it comes to 
the Bills and and who's injured and how long they're going to be injured for and and so on and so forth. Um, and he's had articles speaking on such things. And I'd love for you to jump in and let us know first of all what articles you've been ri- you've been writing and what keep and, and and letting people know where they can find your work and all that good stuff. And then we'll get right into it. Yeah. Tell the people who you are, baby. <laughs> so I'm the side doctor. So I'm writing injury articles. You could find a lot of write-ups on the uh, draft prospect. Then we had our draft picks. We did a little special on that. And uh, I think it was a good time after we picked a first-round cornerback to uh, drop an update on uh, Trey White's return. 1,000%. So Kyrie, listen, we got Kyrie Elim on the squad. And I think it's uh, now that you know, the dust has settled, I think it was a great move to bring in a corner, a number one corner at that. I mean, a top corner, we'll say, uh, to kind of help us through the the several weeks that we're not going to have our number one corner, Trey White. But here's the here's a question. Is he on schedule? Is he coming back sooner than we believe? I think he got hurt November. So yeah. if you could talk on that, let us know what we're expecting, what to expect. Let's go talk about it, man. Yeah, for Rico, I love you, just so you know. My man. And it's not fair. You had me feeling emotional before you got me. Ah, it isn't enough. It isn't fair, man. You have some idiots that are out there that just. This isn't even fun anymore. Uh, it sucks, right. man. It really does. Just wanted Appreciate you to know it. that. No doubt. So so listen, so Trey got hurt on Thanksgiving, you know, but it was reported that he had a meniscus too. So do you guys want to see a little model I brought? Yes, here? please do. It's not a girl. Let me let me give you the full screen because <laughs> you, need, you need the full screen. Yeah. So this is a knee, right? This would be a right knee but it looks different because we're on the uh, camera here. But anyways, this is your kneecap. So if I pull that out, you can see the inside of the knee. And I'm bending. So your ACL is right here. So he snapped that off. So that what that's going to do, if you look at the knee from the side, his shin can come forward now. So that's, that, that's way too far and forward and it's unstable. What also happened is he tore his meniscus. So you see those little discs here and here? That's like the cushion between the, the, the thigh bone and the shin bone. So that's got a little rip in it. Um, so that just complicates the surgery. It's pretty common, but, you know, when you're a professional athlete, you know, it's going to set you back a couple of weeks. You could, you could bring it back. So Excellent. So basically the deal is if, if it was an isolated ACL tear, those guys usually get surgery within a week, like, you know, six to seven days after the injury except Adrian Peterson, which is a rare case. Uh, you know, they treated him like a freak, and he had the MCL tear as well. It could have been three weeks, but they did it in one week, and he came back in like eight and a half months. So, unfortunately, he's like raised the ceilings for early comebacks. So then, you know, Trey White tore his ACL uh, end of November. So he had to wait three weeks before the surgery. So he got on December 15th. Um, Question. I got to yeah, jump in there. So – when you wait the three weeks, are you because I've I've heard about it where wait till the swelling goes down where it's it's much easier to perform surgery, or in that what you mentioned where Adrian Peters is a freak, they went right off the bat, even if he's swollen, or is it a matter of waiting till the swelling goes down to start your surgery? I, I can't imagine it wasn't swollen with an MCL tear too on Adrian Peterson, but I don't I don't understand. Maybe they maybe they drained some swelling prior and they're like, let's go. Um, again, that's like a unicorn case. Trey, we know Trey didn't get it done in a week. He got it done three weeks later. So he got it done in mid-December. So either the the knee was real swollen, that's a good point, or the meniscus was so damaged that he couldn't get a good range of motion back before the surgery. 
but it's pretty norm to wait these three weeks before the surgery, just so you know, if you have a meniscus or MCL, Got it. which brings me to a caveat. He might've had an MCL sprain as well. They just didn't discuss it, but it wasn't completely torn. The only way you'll really know is if you see his surgery, if his incisions are just in the front and maybe like in the shin a little bit, it's just, it's just the ACL with the meniscus. But if you go to the inside of the knee and you see a huge long uh, surgical incision here, that means he had to get his MCL fixed as well. Now they're not talking about the MCL. They're just saying meniscus and ACL. That's not too bad, but he had to wait three weeks. Um, What was I going to say? The the cartilage though. So outside of the meniscus, the ligaments on the side, the bone, like the white bone has cartilage on it. Think of it as like a casing. Sometimes you get a chip in it. That would be a cartilage tear. That's bad news. So now we're talking several years kind of taking off the, you know, the career length early onset arthritis. So if you think of a guy like um, the linebacker Mac from the Jaguars. Yep. So he, he had one of these tears in the cartilage and that dropped him to the second round. He was supposed to be like a top five pick. Got it. And then Clowney, his career, yep. when he stepped in that hole in his, his rookie year, he had cartilage damage. So now you see why he struggled so much. If it was just an ACL, we might it'd be a Hall of Fame career potentially, but he's always had trouble with the knee. It swells up. He misses games. He hasn't been the same. So, so Trey yeah. doesn't have cartilage damage. That's Great. good. Freaking fantastic news because yeah. the way you make it sound, man, that's is is almost like you're on the your not your, your career's not over, but it definitely won't be the same ever. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So so he had it three weeks later. So now we're talking timelines. So if you go by general research on NFL players return to sport, it's it's 10.8 months. Right. So where does that leave us? That's the end of October, early November. End of October or November. So, Okay. So do we think he's going to, is it going to take that long? I don't think so. So now if you think about this, Rico, if a bunch of guys tear their ACLs in camp, right? Yep. They get the surgery in August, September. That's going to like expand the, the return to play. Cause they're in the, the pool that they're studying. Does that make yep. sense? Mm-hmm. And they're automatically 12 months. So, yep. so 10.8 is like a good average, but you realistically it's like 10 months. So that leaves us with a question. Does he come back a little early at nine months for the opener? Yep. Does he go on the IR for three weeks and then he would be eligible at about nine and a half months? Or does he go on the pup list, miss the first six weeks, then you get a bye week, come back for the Green Bay game, and now we're talking a full ten and a half months? All right. So here's my question to you, Doc. Yeah, you are the team, Doc. I'm putting you in a position. I'm Trey White. Doc, I ain't, I'm trying to be here for week one. I'm trying to be here for week one. You already know my injury. It's ACL, a little bit of meniscus. You know, say we'll clean that up. We'll get to go. Am I going to be ready 100% week one? No. So when is it that I'm 100% where I don't want to think about my knee? Should I do? Should I wait six weeks? No. The reality is it's January. However, that doesn't mean he's not going to be productive. That just means he might have some hesitation in his game might not be trusting it. He's got to work the cobwebs out. Don't forget, he missed a lot of football too. Absolutely. So if he comes back at at nine months, that might speed that up. He might become himself in December. However, because listen, above all is biology. It takes a year, okay? It really does. So you can come back at eight, nine months, and you can play kind of hobbled, get your feet under you. You might catch up a little quicker, 
or you wait the longest and then you don't need so much ramp up time because you've been training through it more. So the question was what, when do I want Trey back? Yeah. I would love to see him at the opener, but I I don't think it's a good idea. That's like right at nine months. That's very early. If he goes out there, fine, put, put him on 25, 50% of the snaps, but do you want to waste a roster spot on that? Thank you. The guy goes down. Now what? Now you're stuck throwing Trey into the, the fire. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you, you said you're good. So let's go. I don't think it's safe, but I also think if you put him on the pup list, you're taking him out for, for six games guaranteed. You know what I mean? Yep. Say somebody goes down, say, he, you know, he probably, if he played like this, it, it'd be better than what we got. So that's why I think the sweet spot would be making the roster and going on the IR. You get a, a roster spot for the first three weeks. Then you can actually see how the team's doing. Hey, we're three and oh, bring them, bring them back to bring them back to practice. Maybe we don't play them against the Ravens. They're not throwing a lot. Then you, then, then you get an extra week out of it. Take them back week four, play, play some snaps, snaps. Don't play the whole thing. Hopefully no one else gets hurt in front of them. And then boom, ramp them up for the chiefs. Then, oh, Rico, he just had a yep. huge snap count. He's he's freaking sore after this game. Absolutely. You know what? We got a we got a bye week. Double rest, boom, hit the ground running, Green Bay. All right. So I'm gonna put you in another position. You've seen the movie Any Given Sunday? Yes. You hear your little guy, you can bring him on. Listen, if he's Rocco, if he's, you want to say what's up? Show him the knee. Listen, man, we're a family show here. <laughs> he's playing with the model. So here, here's my question, right? Everybody's seen Any Given Sunday. I think, I hope to say you've seen it. It's one of the best football movies out there. And James Wood played Harvey Mandrake. He was the doc that was like, you know what I mean? I'll bend corners and I'll get this guy. If players push me enough, I want him in there and he'll do whatever it takes. I ask you this. If Trey pushes hard enough and says, I want in, Mm -hmm. do, do, are there docs out there that are like, yo, just, Yo, go in there, man. I'll give you a shot. You should be good to go. Yeah. Or is it one of those? Because I'm sure you're in the field where there are some people that kind of push things forward, where that it's just a person's not just, it's not ready yet. Yeah. Of course. It, you know, I, I obviously don't work for the Bills or obviously. the NFL, but I know kind of from what we've heard rumblings. Mm-hmm. Also, did that interview with Lorenzo. Yep. Alexander, who mm-hmm. kind of like uh, second what I thought was the case. Everyone's different. Some some staff are way more aggressive. Hang on one second. Some some teams are way more aggressive. And we talked about Washington throwing throwing RG three back out there when he had a bad sprain, um, and then he ended up tearing his ACL when he went back. So that was like a big deal. That was that was a whole that's a whole discussion. Like, yep. hey, did you wait the three weeks? That's the safe thing to do, or is he pretty good? We need the quarterback. It's the playoffs. Throw him in, and he stumbles around and tears his ACL. Because his, his knees loose, because his other ligaments were torn. So, hang on one second. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say this, man. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be real. Six weeks, wait him out. I don't care what anybody tells me. We were good oh, without Trey from November on, and we were still the number one defense in the game. So, nothing's gonna change. We have Kyir, which is supposed to be the better corner than obviously Levi Wallace. So why not roll with Dane Jackson, Levi Wallace, let Trey White heal properly, right? So then week, so let's just say he comes back after the bye, Green Bay. Is Sunday night. Working? Sunday, Sunday night, night, Buffalo. Prime time in Buffalo. This is what I'm talking about. Lights is out it, for Trey. Is it too, is, 
how rusty can these guys be? Your back pedal is going to be a little off. I mean, obviously, he's going to be practicing. He's going to be kind of in and out of light duties. But when he's ready to go, like, I wonder how much mental is in this. Where yeah. can I plant the way I want to plant? This so, is the type of play that was like, I mean, that's that's got to be nerve-wracking for a player. So that's a good point. So it's like, do you want to wait the whole way? If you wait the whole way, you do the pup, you come back real late, he's still going to be rusty when he starts. Right. Don't get me wrong. He's gonna, He'll look better than he did in September, but he's still rusty. He, yep. he needs six weeks to acclimate. So you'll slowly see him get better. The problem is, hey, so let's speed it up. Let's just do September. Nine months, yeah, he'll be good by October, November. Right. Problem is, the knee would have had six more weeks to get stronger and more stable. So now you're higher risk for like tendonitis, another sprain, another meniscal injury. I'm not saying, Hey, it's a death sentence to go back that early, but it just makes it a little riskier. So when you got a guy like Trey, you took the first round pick. I think it's a no brainer to either hit the IR or the pup. I don't think, I think the pup is going to be a little too extra. That's why I think the IR is the sweet spot. The IR is the sweet spot. Yeah. And you know what? I and Mc, if we know McDermott, McDermott's all about you know I mean staying safe. It's all good. You can let him chat. Children, children, yeah. maybe that's, that's <laughs> okay. what they do, right? Yeah. If Mc, if we know McDermott, I think McDermott says, yo, six weeks, you're on the pup. And then we'll bring you back when it's time. I'm confident in Kyir. They love Kyir and they love and McDermott, excuse me, Bean loves Dane. Yeah. And we got to figure out this this whole poor situation. So moving off of Trey White for now. And before you get out of here, because I know you have your little guy. I need to I need to get your opinion on Jordan Poirier. Knowing the situation that we're in right now, what are we waiting for? The Don't contract? we want to get this done? Or are you in the mind frame of, listen, man, if it didn't get done now, yeah, we're moving on. Yeah. So I what I think the team wants to do is what probably... What do you think the team wants to do and what are your thoughts? Well, how do you personally feel? Because some people have personal thoughts. Hey, yeah. Time to move on, Poirier. You're you're over thirty. It's over with. I know. I've seen many people say that. Yeah, I would hope Bean thinks what I think, and that's is? let's reward him with something small but short term. And if he's coming with the new agent and he's like, "No, we want three years, four years, blah blah blah, fifteen, seventeen million dollars." That's not. That's just not in the cards. Why is it not in the cards? You don't think he's earned it? You don't think I've earned it? I'm an no. all pro. I'm a pro bowler. I'm I put this team on my back to make these things happen. Yeah, yeah. Poor, poor I mean, Micah Hyde, my partner, is legit, but you've seen what I've done with this defense. I put a spark in this defense. And you're not gonna you're not gonna pay me. You want to give me a one or two year deal? Come on, fam. Let's talk about it. The problem is how old he is. So listen, if you think it's a smart idea to put four years into it, what is he? 31? 31. Yeah. Just 31, I believe. And if there's a big drop off in a year or two, which is likely because around 33, I'm, I guarantee you could play good ball until 33, you're going to see a big drop. I don't know. You want to set the contract up where, you know, it's a, it looks big on paper, but we easily can get out in two years. I'm all for it. But if you're if you're tying in a lot of guaranteed money to this guy, I don't think it's a terrible idea, but I don't think it's smart. And I'm sure that's where Bean's trying to find a middle ground with his agent right now. I so like we'll see what we'll see what happens. Um, like I'm totally that. down locking them up two more years, you know, put some extra years on the deal, make it look bigger. But um, do I think he's uh, do I think he's great for the defense? Absolutely. Heck but yeah. you know, these Heck guys yeah. are gonna these safeties are older. They're gonna slow down a little bit, and you might be saying, "Damn, maybe it wasn't corner where we needed the speed. Maybe it was in the deep half." So we'll see. Watch out! I like that. Thought, listen, uh, are you before you get out of here? Um, are you able to? Uh, you and your son 
show us a little thigh dance before you get out of here? Or are you are you well, we, all of a sudden, we practice it, Rocco? You, you did. Well, listen, the floor is a little camera shy. He's a little camera shy. It's all good. We get it. We're going to wrap it up. But I did get I did put something up here for you guys. So if you guys want to find me online. Onlyfans.com. <laughs> thigh. <laughs> the thigh zaddy. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Go Bills. Yes, sir. That's my guy, Alex. Yo, Alex, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, no the problem. thigh zaddy. Go get him. <laughs> Oh shoot, that boy, that boy is a he's a nutcase, man. That's my guy right there. <laughs> Shout out to my guy Alex, man. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, man. <laughs> smart kid, smart dude, man. That's what that's one thing that um I appreciate about BF is that we we have all walks of life, man. So what you bring to the table are is it gonna be entertaining? Is it gonna be an informative? And that it was. Uh I just learned some things about that about that knee and how he opened that thing up, dude, it's, it's craziness, uh, how, how these injuries happen. And then you go into the intricacies of these injuries and you notice like, man, that's a big fucking injury. Pardon my language, but the man, he popped that knee open and the ACL was in there and that little band and you got a reconstruction, rebuild that thing, dude, that's bananas. How players come back from those type of injuries is crazy to me. I know, I know people that have torn their ACL and they're walking around like, I mean, they're not athletes per se, but they're walking around like nothing. And I'm like, dude, you just tore your, what you mean you walking around that thing? You didn't get no surgery, right? I'm thinking football. I'm thinking more, but I maybe it's not as bad as, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it is. But anyway, I, I digress. The, the point is, Trey White is out. Could he come back in September? It's possible, but he's going to be shaky. Right. Everybody's everybody deals with these things differently. Would we like it? Absolutely. Are we ready to risk it? No, not at all. Do you put them on IR? Right. Three weeks, have them come back in three weeks and then go from there. You could. But I prefer, you know, stay safe, be on the safe side. We got our insurance. If we didn't get that corner insurance, then a little more pressure is put on the team. But we got the insurance. Kair Elam is the insurance. So. Uh, a great medical review from my guy, Alex, uh, did a fantastic job. He gave us a good insight. And if you guys feel that should bring him back more often, just even to talk about injuries around the league and, and touch on those things, please let me uh, allow me. Jimmy, I'll bring him back, man. He's exciting. He's he's funny. Uh, and we'll definitely bring him back at all times. And um, with his information comes the thigh dance. I'm just putting it out there for you. So to me, why rush Trey back when we were able to do very good things without Trey for the better half, the next half of the season. And we, we were competitive all the way through. Why change things? Let that man heal up. If we got to wait till green Bay, or if we have to wait even further past green Bay, right? We go right to the jets. We have a stretch where we play the jets, the dolphins, and then the Patriots just wait it out. Excuse me. Jets. Uh, the uh, we what do we go? We have yeah, Patriots, Jets, Dolphins. We have that stretch, right? So we might ha- we might have to see him and wait till like week. You mean week twelve? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And if he comes back sooner than that, great. We'll see how that plays out. So uh, shout out to my guy Alex. Great, great freaking job. Very insightful, and uh, you were able to teach some folks some some good things. So um, let's do it, man. I like that. And and like my man John Jamarchi says, man, yo, why rush Trey back? 
I'm with you, man. I wouldn't rush him back either. I know some people want him for the first week. I think it's more of a player thing. I want to be back first week. That's where the, all the hype is. Yo, this is a this is a marathon. This is a marathon. You don't jump into these things. You know what I mean, and then just to just to ruin yourself. You know what I mean, I'll give you I'll give you an example, but not ruining themselves, but how freak accidents happen. Tariq Cohen. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Tariq Cohen, the receiver slash running back for the Bears, free agent, um, was training, was doing an IG live. He was on Instagram and he was just doing uh, a quick drill where you're you're backpedaling and you're exploding. Right. And he's jumping through. He's jumping over over uh, some some cones or whatnot. And he had one backpedal explosion, tried to shoot out of it. And you and you always hear players say, oh, when I got hurt, I heard a pop. Right. Kobe Bryant goes down with his Achilles, heard a pop. He thought somebody kicked him. He's like, damn, who kicked me? Right. Everybody's got their 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 ways. They go down and you hear pop. Yo, we hear the pop. When Tariq went back, you heard that pop, and I cringed. I was like, oh, that's what happened. And he immediately knew. He was like, no, no. And I tell you, man, when these players work so damn hard, and if you know Tariq, Tariq uh, Cohen's his, his history, bro, I'm close with my brother. I have an older brother, and I'm, we're like this. We're, we're, t- we're pretty tight. This guy has two brothers, and... One had, was in a tragic accident where he was in a wheelchair, and I, don't quote me on this, he was in a wheelchair, um, and he had another brother, and they both passed. Uh, one, I think, I think both due to, one was in gun violence, I believe, and I, another was something similar, a car crash. I don't know exactly what it was, but you lose two of your brothers. You're, I'm, your, I'm my brother's keeper. You lose two of your brothers, and you, and you got to you fight through that emotionally, and now you pop your, you pop your Achilles? Fam, that like, yo, some people, man, God puts people in certain positions and certain in certain places in their life where they, they got to be resilient and fight back. But man, that's tough. So prayers out to freaking Tori Cohen, man. Quick recoveries. That sucks, man. I saw I heard that thing pop. I was like, oh, no, that sucks. That sucks. But anyway, I digress. We're going to get on to uh, our main point where we're 28 minutes in. And uh, these are the dog days of. The offseason, folks. I'm telling you right now, these are the dog days of the offseason. But we at Buffalo Fanatics, we're going to do what we can to kind of keep you guys entertained and talk about the things that are, are, are pertinent to this season. So now I'm sitting looking at this whole schedule. We got the whole schedule out. The schedule's out. Everybody knows that. Everybody's circling, circling games of which ones they want to go to. Can I can I say something? I got to share something from uh, a friend of ours. Uh, for me and my wife, my girl, Krista, Krista Belenko. How are you, my girl? Um, and she happens to be part of a unique family dynamic. Her husband and son are Rams fans. They won the Super Bowl. There was a lot of crying and hugging. Man, man, man. Like, we're, not, we're not here for that. But my girl, Krista, and her father. What's up, Krista? You here, girl? What's up? I see you. I see you. So Krista and her father are big, huge Bills fans, right? And the Bills and Rams play first week. Shay, what's up, Shay? What's happening, man? So here's the deal, folks. The ticket prices are insane. Insane. So Krista, a good wife that she is, 
I don't know if I should be revealing anything. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'm at liberty to say, uh, or the cat's already out of the bag. I don't know. I might I just shape block your ears. <laughs> block your ears. <laughs> I don't know if I can say, can I? All right. So uh, my girl Krista shared with me, and I said, listen, Krista, what, what's it going to take for you to go to an away game in LA? What's it? What's, what is it? She's a very good wifey, by the way. She's surprising her hubby to go to the game. So get this. This trip, the flight to LAX, $1,826. It's $1,800. Okay? That's just the flight. The tickets, $827. I'm cringing as I, as I read these things, right? Hotel stay in Inglewood for three nights, $700. Beer budget, you gotta got you. You gotta have your beer when you're out there. You mean you gotta wet the old the old whistle? Six hundred dollars. They're gonna put six hundred dollars for the beer. You're, you're they're going ham. They're gonna have a good time. You don't get to do these often, right? Total, just under four thousand dollars. For Canadians going through these games is a grip, right? But experiences are everything. The experience is everything. And a victory over the Super Bowl champs would be everything to Krista and her father. And you could get to rub it in Shay's face. I told you, you need to be a Bills fan. You keep, you keep playing. All right. But I'm going to tell you right now, man, that will be priceless. I'm going to tell you that right now. But golly, that is expensive. So that's a way. Could you imagine when we get the new stadium? Everything's brand new. The prices are going to change. The flights, everything's going to be, the rent's going up. Are y'all ready for that? Are you going to be more watching from home or going to the games? Krista says, it's well worth it. Bills will beat the Rams. You damn right. I mean, it is, listen, if you, listen, enjoy it out there. I'm going to be living vicariously through you, by the way. I need, I need to get, I need to get clips. You need to send me everything you got. But anyway, there's, those are, and I bring this up because that very game, is going to be something. <laughs> Shay, it's time for bed. It's like 10, 8.51, bedtime, big guy. Time to go. So here's the deal. Five games that I think are crucial, that I think that are very important in this, in this season. Let's talk about it. Because number one, that Rams game, that's, that's an important game right there. That's an important game. That is a tone setter. You set the tone with the Rams. And the, Bill, and the Bills, the Rams know this is important. The Rams knew watching the playoffs, man. Yeah, listen, if we make it to the playoffs, man, if we make it to the Super Bowl, I ain't trying to see these Bills. I'm sure of it. They were talking about that. They got away with it. But I'm going to tell you this, man. That first game, we win that first game. We set the freaking tone for the year. We set the tone for the year. That's a fact. Big matchups. Cam Akers is running the rock over there. Aaron Donald is pushing the pocket. Jalen Ramsey is locking the number one receiver down. Rams fans are like, Bills don't got a chance. I don't know what y'all talking about. You, you forgot what we got on this team? We just brought in Robinson. It's going to be Cooper Couple Robinson. Who do you want? Pick your poison. I get it. I get it, Rams fans. Y'all got a good squad. Don't let me start telling you what I got on my squad. 
Don't let me get started. I'll let you listen. Wagner, you guys picked up Wagner. I got to give it to you. That's a big pickup. That's a huge pickup. Not going to lie. But I got some dogs too. I mean, you're going to clap. We're going to clap back too. Trust and believe. But that's a big game. Game number one for me is that one right there. And it's, it's granted, it's the number one game of the year. Everybody's going to be watching. Shout out to my man, John DeMarchi. What's up, John? Rico, I'm torn. Not sure if Bills are going 20-0 with a Super Bowl win or 19-1 with a Super Bowl win. Thoughts? <laughs> I like it. But who, who's, the, who's the loss to? Are we losing to the Rams? What are, what are we talking about here? Because, I mean, listen, we're winning the Super Bowl either way. But who are we losing to the Jets? The Patriots? The Dolphins? Who do you have us losing to? The Browns? Talk to me now. Is it, are we losing the first game? John Amarchi, I feel you. You are torn. But you know what? You know what I do like? The end result. <laughs> the end result still, still ends with us winning the Super Bowl. So, I mean, eh, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I like that. That was clever. So, folks, game one. Rams. That's, to me, that's a, that's a tone setter. That's an important one. That's an important one. Here's the deal. In that, in that game, we got ourselves a new RB, a dynamic RB that changes the landscape a little bit. You don't have two guys that just all they're known for is running between the tackles, occasionally catching the football out there. This, this receiver is not going to line up outside, and it's going to be a problem. You're going to have to match up. Who will match up with our new running back in James Cook? Then you got Stefan Diggs coming back. New freshly inked Stefan Diggs. All pro Stefan Diggs. You know what I'm saying? Take your girl, Stefan Diggs. Watch out. Then you got Gabriel Davis that's got a whole lot to prove this year. He let the whole world know. I ain't listen, you can you see me as a number four, a fourth round draft pick. Nah, fam. I don't see myself as that. I see myself as a baller. So guess what? You're gonna have to deal with me. 6'2 frame, and I'm underrated fast. Don't play with me. Pick your poison. And then if you, if you, if you don't watch the middle, Jamison Crowder's on your ass. And then I didn't even get to the dog of all dogs in Josh Allen. Are you going to defend the run? Or are you going to defend the pass? Because you defend the pass, I'm running all over you. You want to defend the run? I'll lighten you up in the sky. Pick your poison. It's going to be a mother effing game. I'll tell you that right now. I'm getting myself hyped. Let's go. I'm getting myself hyped. Game one versus the Rams. I'm hyped. Let's do it. That's the, that's the number. That's one of the, that's one game out of five that I'm like crucial. That's a crucial game. All right. Let's go to game two. I didn't, sorry. I didn't even get to our defense. Von Miller's on there. Greg Rousseau, Ed Oliver, Matt Milano. Tra- Listen, man. Kyrie Elam's coming in. Poyer. Listen, let's let's wait till game time. All right. Here we go. The second game that stands out to me, I'm like, ooh, you know what? That's important. We can't even we can't even front. That is an important game. That's the second game. Believe it or not, that Titans second game is crucial because not only do we set the tone with a win over the Rams, then we double up against a contender, a team. That has given us fits. That's given us problems. 
You know it. The last two games we played them, they let us have it. That first game, you guys remember, they sent Josh Norman into the sidelines. They gave him the stiff arm of life. You know what I'm saying? They sent that boy packing. Pack your shit. Pack your bags. Get out of Dodge. They did my man dirty. He was in every meme possible. There was a picture I saw that this guy uh, found his wife, you know what I'm saying, messing around with somebody else. And that somebody else was <laughs> Norman laying down with the way he got tossed out of there. Come on, man. That's the meme of all memes. We remember that game. And then Henry busts out a mi- middle of the gut and just takes it down. We lose that game just on the last play, but doesn't matter. The fact is, W is a W, and that's what they got. So we need to repay these cats. So that's that second game, to me, that's an important game. Vrabel is a very good coach. Vrabel is an excellent coach. He's got these guys ready to go. But is this the same team? That is the question. And I think this is an important game that we win. So give me the Titans. In, the, in game two, the second most important, I mean, is one of the, the two of the five important games, right? Now, we're going to roll all the way down. We're going to roll all the way down. Green Bay. Now you got to face Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, two-time MVP, back-to-back. Aaron Rodgers, discount, double-check Aaron Rodgers. He's nice. And there was some competition for that MVP. Allen was pushing. Allen was pushing. But at the end of the day, Rodgers was that guy, man. That touchdown to interception ratio is disgusting. You, you couldn't deny it. He wasn't turning the ball over. He wasn't Tua. You know what I'm saying? So Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, prime time, that is an important one. Mark me down for that as three of the five important games into the season. Somebody said Aaron the Winer Rodgers. Well, call him a Winer all you want. The boy plays. He can play. He's nasty like that. So you got the Rams. You got the Titans, number three. And I got, and I got Green Bay as the third. Number four, that Bengals game at the end. That Bengals game at the end is an important one. And maybe they're, they, don't, they don't come out as a top dog in that NFC North because that NFC North is still going to be tough. But I'm looking at that Bengals game. Joe Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Mixon. That's a tough team. And they, they just bolstered their, their team right now in the draft as well. Yo, that game is big. That's a big one. So that's, that's number four. Where would you say the number five game that's important? What stands out to you? Is it the Ravens? Nah, maybe it's the Browns. Is it the Browns, maybe? What about that Dolphins game? That first Dolphins game. Is that the one? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Five crucial games. Number five against the Patriots. I'm going to tell you that right now. (laughs) It doesn't matter if it's the last one. Or it's the one prior to that. Anytime that the Bills play the Patriots, I was going to say KC. I was going to say KC, but 
I'm not I, I'm taking Casey out because there's a there's something about the Bills beating the Patriots that I absolutely love. Whenever we can give the Patriots a loss is great for me. It's great for Buffalo. It's great for the league. It's fantastic for Bills fans. I can't stand them so damn much that I'm putting them on the list. That's how much I don't. I despise the Patriots. Bill Belichick and that whole bum of a crew, they need to get their asses waxed by the Bills. Whether it's the, whether it's the last week of the, of the season or it's like prior to, right, a few games before that, that Patriots team. They've been whooping our asses for so damn long, we need to start repaying the favor. We've got a whole lot of weeks and years to go to catch up to, to just whoop an ass. But that's one game that I, I definitely want. Now, most people might say, come on, man, that's that's the Patriots, man. They're not, they ain't fine. I'll put an asterisk next to that one, but I'm looking at that one. But honestly, if we're really going to look about and talk about what is an important game, to me, that Kansas City Chiefs game, we know how it ended. We know what we need to do. We know everything that needs to happen in that game. Everything needs to happen in that game. We got some freaking quarterbacks that we play against, man. Like, but Kansas City is that that is that's a big one. But that 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 game against Macaroni Jones, though, I need it. I need we need to cook Macaroni Jones, man. Cook him with no cheese. Make him bland. You ever have macaroni? You ever you ever have a box of macaroni and cheese? Somebody in the family, I know it's happened to me, where I go to open the box of macaroni and cheese and, and the macaroni is there, but the cheese is gone because somebody decided to put extra cheese. So you gotta make a decision with this macaroni. Well, guess what? We're gonna make a decision with this macaroni. We're gonna cook that macaroni, macaroni Jones, no cheese. We getting that ass. I'll tell you that right now. I can't wait to take down the Patriots. You have no idea. Circled on the radar. That's the fact, man. Scott Blakely comes in with a, with a, with a comment. He says, hey, Rico, are you going to the Cleveland to see Watson versus Allen showdown? <sighs> you guys already know how I feel about Watson. But Rico, you said you'd trade Watson for Allen. Yes. Yes, I did. Two years ago when Allen was just coming on. But man, is that ever going to be if he plays? There's a lot. There's a lot going on in that game for. I mean, it's going to be big for for Watson. First of all, every game he goes to, he's going to be scrutinized like heavy. Once he starts putting wins together with that Cleveland team, they're going to be pretty damn dangerous. But yeah, well, they can beat themselves up in that AFC North. But that that matchup is going to be an interesting one. But we'll see how that plays out. Now, what do you do? So here's the thing. Here, here, I, I need to add, I need to share something with y'all before I get into my next next segment. The Cleveland Browns quarterback, Deshaun Watson, paid for the whole offense to go to, I think it was Mexico. I don't know where. Somewhere hot. Somewhere it's, it's, it's where you go to vacation. He paid for the whole squad to go out there and train. He, he, even, he even ordered a field. I need a big field so we can all get training. And, and he did it for team building. Team building. Does Baker go? <laughs> if you're Baker Mayfield, do you go? The new quarterback, newly very handsomely paid quarterback, has paid for the whole offense to go to build 
chemistry with each other and get along and so on and so forth. If you're Deshaun Watson, did you did you send the invite? Huh? I'm just saying, man. <laughs> did he decline already? I mean, it's smart that he declines it. It's smart that he declines it, but man, could you imagine? New quarterback comes in and says, everybody, oh, we're going, we're going to build team building. Let's get going, man. Let's get, let's get doing this thing. And then you're sitting there like, what's going on? I'm going to leave that there. I feel bad for the dude, man. They're doing that man dirty as heck. But hey, do what you do. Do what you do. Now, I'm looking at this, this roster. We're moving to the next segment here. I'm looking at this roster, this Bills roster. <laughs> Wario says, yo, Rico, stop. Stop talking about the Browns. They don't deserve airplay. They good. They'll go. Don't worry about it. Now, looking at this, this roster, folks, shout out to my man, Bobby. Bobby came through and, and put these graphics together. Looking at this roster, we are a pretty stacked roster, I must say. This 22 roster that we're going to field is going to be something. Who makes the team, and this is very early, by the way. This is extremely early. Post-draft cuts. Post-draft roster. Who can we clearly say is going to make this squad and who's going to be released, surprise releases? Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Let me pick up my pen here. Let's talk about this. We already know. We don't usually run with three quarterbacks active it's not typical we'll have one inactive and then we go from there so matt barkley most likely i mean there's really two options either he's cut thank you for your services or they put him on the practice squad it's really that simple so to me i see him going to the practice squad not inactive but i see him going to the practice squad and remaining there I don't see anybody picking him up and saying, yo, come through, kid. We need you. He's going to be there for a little bit. So we're going to leave him there. So it's Josh Allen and Case Keenum. And that's a heck of a backup quarterback, man. That's a heck of a backup quarterback. Playoff experience. He's got some games under his belt. That's a great pickup by Brandon Bean. Shout out to him. Are you guys with me, though? Practice squad. Matt Barkley. Got to go. Has to be cut before he goes to practice squad. I mean, yeah, eventually. But he's going to go to a practice squad. I don't see him cutting him and then we just stick with two quarterbacks. So, move on to the next slide, if you will. Let's go to the running back room. This is where it gets kind of tricky. You got Devin Singletary, that's a lead back. I think he remains the lead back, especially in this year coming. Zach Moss, I believe, goes to number two. And then you got James Cook. Then you got your fullback in Reggie Gilliam. Now, is that where we stop? Is Duke Johnson going to push? Taiwan Jones for that special teams spot? I doubt it. Is Duke Johnson going to push Zach Moss for Zach Moss's spot? 
I doubt that as well. So I think it's going to be Devin, Zach, James, Reggie. There's your, there's your team. Raheem Blackshear, practice squad or released. And Duke Johnson, thanks for your services, released. If you guys see it any different, let me know. But I think that's the way I see it in the run game. By the way, folks, these are very early predictions. Very early predictions. My man Bobby Ray says maybe it's Duke versus Moss. Duke Johnson versus Zach Moss? Well, I did say, looking at this roster and Zach Moss knowing what's at stake, he's on a very hot seat. But he can redeem himself with a very good and strong camp. He's got youth on his side. He's got the team drafting him on his side. In order for Duke Johnson to come in and unseat Zach Moss, Zach Moss would have to have an awful camp. He would have to look the same as he did last year. No change. Same old Zach. But I can't see that happening. I think he's going to work his tail off this year and really get his act together. Duke Johnson will be the odd man out, in my opinion. But it's probably going to be Duke Johnson for Zach Moss. And Zach Moss, it's his job to lose. You lose that, my goodness. It's not, a, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. So going back to the running back room, that's the way I look at it. There's your four. Now let's go to the offensive line room. Actually, no, I don't want to go to the offensive line room. Let me go to, where's my receiving? And I know I put my receiving cords up there, but it's not up there and I'm getting upset. All is good. Let's go O-line. Deion Dawkins, Roger Saffold, Mitch Morris, Ryan Bates, Spencer Brown. There's your five. Now, here's the depth. Now, we usually keep between what? Eight, eight linemen, give or take. Is it eight to nine or is it seven to eight linemen? So, David Quisenberry, Questenberry, excuse me, was just recently signed. Ike Butker. We just brought him back off uh, after that that brutal injury he, he sustained. He's there. Then we got Greg Mance, Cody Ford, Bobby Hart, Tommy Doyle, Jacob Copra, Copra, excuse me. And then you got some some rookies in there in Will Almer, Tanner Owen, Derek Kreister, Kirster, Alec Anderson, and Luke Tenuta, the rook. You dropped him what, in the seventh or something like. Now, if we're keeping what four. Five, four, four linemen in depth for depth. Eight to nine. I mean, I Butker, they brought him back. So you know they're going to keep him. They just brought in Questenberry. They might keep him. They have familiarity in Cody Ford, new coaching staff. They're going to see if they can get the most out of Cody Ford. So we're up to eight linemen. If, I, if I'm keeping one more, it's Tommy Doyle. So buy Greg Mance, buy Bobby Hart, and buy Jacob Copper. So it goes Questenberry, Butker, Cody Ford, Tommy Doyle. Tommy Doyle will be your swing. Actually, actually, Questenberry is the swing. I think he, I believe he played some tackle and he swung left and right. 
So he could be battling with Tommy Doyle, or they might like Tommy Doyle, and it might be Cody Ford that's on the outside. So that could be interesting. Questenberry stays, that's for sure. They brought him here. But I can say that I could have said the same thing when they brought Forrest Lamp. We thought Forrest Lamp was going to be the guy that stays on the squad, and that didn't work out. But to me, I look at it as Questenberry stays, Ike Butker for sure. Tommy Doyle stays for sure, I think, in my opinion. And if I'm keeping one more, it's between Cody Ford. Yeah, it's 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 Cody Ford, man. Cody Ford is the is the bubble. Cody Ford is the bubble. So Cody Ford's got to show something. But in my opinion, I think with Cody, with Cody coming back, I think they're actually going to they're going to do everything they can, especially because they drafted him in the second round. They're going to do everything they can to keep him locked in. Especially with a new co- with a new coordinator. I like that. Let's go with that. Next up, the defensive line. Von Miller, Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Greg Rousseau. Is that our starting four right there? And then coming in on the, as depth, Boogie Bastion, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle, AJ Epinesa. This is a deep, deep, deep freaking line. Holy. You got to make, you got to do, listen, you got Shaq Lawson, Brandon Bryant, Eli Anku, Mike Love. Like, now, first of all, I like Mike Love. Mike Love has been on the squad. He probably end up going back to, to the practice squad. It's just this team is too damn deep. Eli Anku did some really good things last year. Ottawa native, got to represent. This team is too damn deep. Practice squad. Brandon Bryant, same. Here's where things get interesting. Shaq Lawson, AJ Epinesa. Then you got Tim Settle. We just brought Tim Settle, and he ain't going nowhere. Jordan Phillips is on a one-year deal. He's open to be moved or cut or whatever. Boogie Basham, Rook, they ain't going to let him go. So to me, on the bubble is Jordan Phillips, in my opinion, and Shaq Lawson. Those guys are on the bubble. So if you're going to keep one of those guys, who are you keeping? Interior, we've got Daquan. We got Ed. We got Boogie that's going to be playing in and out. We got Tim Settle. I mean, fam, like what? how many more interior linemen you need? How do you guys feel about that? Some people are saying Shaq stays. Shaq stays. Over who? That's the question. Over who? We're going to find out. Because I think we would. Well, how many people did we keep last year? I think we kept eight. I think we, we kept more linemen than we anticipated. We never we never really keep that many linemen. We kept a lot last year. So what are we what are we chances? I think we do eight to nine again. Jordan Phillips might be on the outside in. If we keep if we're keeping nine, then he's fine. But if we're keeping eight, somebody's looking outside. It's Jordan Phillips. Or is AJ Epinesa, or it's, excuse me, is Jordan Phillips or Shaq Lawson, or could it be AJ Epinesa? I think they need to see more at AJ Epinesa. I don't think they're ready to give up on that. So if we're keeping five in, five defensive ends, Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, AJ Epinesa, 
maybe a fifth. My man Bobby Ray says he thinks Phillips is close to a lock. I don't know, man. And there's no disrespect. I just know I'm just not sure. Joseph Tillman says, hey, you got it. This is the, this is your line right here. Von Miller, Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Greg Rousseau, Boogie, Phillips, Settle, AJ Epinesa. He's keeping eight. So if we keep eight, then you already know who's on the who's on the outside. Oof, this, this is gonna be tough. This is gonna be tough. But if I'm if I'm making this line and I'm and if I'm if I'm keeping guys, I want to see what AJ Epinesa's got. I don't think I've seen enough of AJ Epinesa. I've seen what Shaq Lawson's about. So if I'm if somebody's on the outside looking in, it's between Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson. Those are my two guys on the outside. I don't care that we brought them back. Those are the guys on the outside that I'm looking at. It will be interesting to see what how this plays out. I need to see more out of Boogie Basham, though. I don't know enough about Boogie Basham. Could one of these guys be traded? These young pieces be traded? Is that possible, too? A guy like Boogie Basham gets traded or A.J. Epines is on the trade block? That could be that could be something, too, where some guys are looking to get, some teams are looking to get a little younger on the line, so they'll trade. So that gives room or makes room for Shaq Lawson. That could be one route that, that plays out. Linebackers. Tremaine Evans, Matt Milano, Terrell Dotson, Tyler Matikavich, Andre Smith, Markel Lee, George Isles, Terrell Bernard, Valen Spector. <laughs> so chances are we'll probably keep five linebackers. I think that's what we kept last year was five linebackers. So if we're looking at this, it's pretty simple to me, right? Tremaine, Matt Milano, Tyrell Dotson, we got him back on a one-year deal. Tyler Matikavich, special teams, but even then, I thought he was going to be cut earlier this year. And your fifth linebacker is, is obviously the rookie, Terrell Bernard. I'm a big fan of Terrell Bernard. I think he's going to do big things. Those are your five, right? Let me repeat that. Tremaine, Milano, Dotson, Matikavich, Terrell Bernard. Are y'all good with that linebacking crew? I mean, Markel, Markel, Markel Lee, I, Andre Smith, he had a fireable offense last year. He had an egregious penalty. I don't know if you guys remember that one, where it cost us a game. Joe Giles Harris, I mean, these guys are not terrible guys, but I just feel like we drafted and we brought guys on to this team that, I'm sorry, it's just a numbers, it's a numbers game. Jermaine Milano. Dotson, Matikavich, special teams purposes. They like him. If he didn't get cut now, he, chances are he's not going to get cut. And then Terrell Bernard. I kind of like that. It's pretty, it's pretty self-explanatory. I think, I think that works out well. And if everybody, anybody thinks that we're going to cut Tremaine Edmonds, y'all, give your head a shake. It's not happening. Not happening, folks. Cornerback room. Let's talk about it. Talk about how deep this thing is, man. Golly. That's what she said. Trey White, obviously he's gonna he's off the scene, but he's just it's a matter of when he comes back. So we got Kair Elam, Teron Johnson, Dane Jackson, Saron Neal, Cam Lewis, Nick McLeod, Tim Harris, Elijah Griffith, Christian Bedford. Fab, this one's a tough one. This one is going to be a tough one. How many corners did we did we keep last year? Was it five corners? Is that what we kept last year? 
John DeMarchi comes in and says, hey, guys, injuries and money are, are going to play a huge role in these decisions. Way too early to know. Keep an eye on the, the Villanova cornerback slash safety, Mr. Ballhawk himself, Christian Bedford. I know exactly what you're talking about. But it is way too early. You're absolutely right. And that's why we're doing it, because it's way too early. And it's, and it's the dog days of the offseason. So we, we, it gives us an opportunity to speculate. But Trey White being off the roster until he comes back. So let's just say, let's put him, let's put him aside. So you got Kyrie, Dane Jackson. Who's backing up either one of those guys? Cam Lewis, Elijah Griffith, Christian Bedford. There's your five. And call it a day. And then Micah Hyde, Jordan Poirier, Jaquan Johnson, Demar Hamlin. I mean, those are those are your those are your five safeties. Like it's not going nowhere. I would love to see more. I want to see. I, I heard some good things about Elijah Griffin in, in rookie camp. I'd like to see more of Nick McLeod. I don't want to poop on either one of these guys. I want, I'd love to see more. I know that Elijah Griffin is making some noise. So do not sleep on Elijah Griffin. Keep that in mind. So Ron Neal just signed a big, a nice deal for himself. So he's on the squad. You know that. And he's that special team's ace. They haven't signed Joe Hayden yet. Apparently, word is Von Miller was trying to push for these guys to try to try to sign Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden's not signed. But to me, I personally think that they like what they have in Dane Jackson. They want to see what Dane Jackson has. I think they want to see him develop. And I think they'll see good things out of Dane Jackson. If they didn't bring on a, a big-time special teams guy, excuse me, a big-time free agent now, I mean a bigger name, if you will, I can't see them doing anything now. Look how deep that is, man. They like Cam Lewis. They love Dane Jackson. They love Teron Johnson. They just signed Kerry Elam. You got Cam, you got Nick McLeod that they still want to see some things out of. Tim Harris as well. And Elijah Griffin just had a really good rookie camp. And then Christian Bedford, I'm looking forward to see what they do with him. They see a lot of big things. And then, you know, Trevon, Ver, Trevon Fuller and Jamarcus Ingram, I mean, those are just depth special teams. Uh, I mean, practice squad guys. But keep keep it keep in mind, man. This is going to be this is deep. This is deep, man. But what what a uh, a roster, man? Like you want to you want to be able to build your roster tough enough, deep enough that if one guy doesn't make it, that one guy that did beat him out did a hell of a job, and he's gonna he's going to produce for this team. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I can't. I can't wait. It's gonna the mini camp when mini camp starts and training camp start. It, it's a. It's going to be a hell of a difference. Now I got one more. I gotta add. You're gonna hear an echo, quick, real quick, and I'm gonna try to minimize the echo. But it has to. I have to add one more image, uh, into. So you guys are gonna have to forgive me. While I while I kind of do this on the fly here. So forgive me while I get this get this thing popping here. I got to add one more image in here because we need to we need to talk about the receiver room. So I'm going to see if I can add this as quick as I can. Let me try to mute this here. And I'm going to try to add this as quick as I can here. I'm going to let me remove myself. I don't need to be on here double screening it like that. Not necessary. But the receiving room. 
You guys already know about the receiving room. The receiving room is always going to be the toughest one. It's always a debate. Are we keeping six? Are we keeping seven? What is it? What are the Bills doing? Talk to me. What are we doing here? So let me just find my receiver room here. I'm going to add that in there, and then we'll get this thing popping here. But this receiving room is, is, is always the tough one. It is always the tough one. And here it is. Stefan Davis, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Jamison Crowder. They're your four. I feel like I'm a broken record because I did this last year and the year before. I always talk about they're your four, right? It was always Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, and I think who was it? Isaiah McKenzie. They're your four. <laughs> you know what I mean? We always had that core four. Well, here's your core four. Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Jamison Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie. Core four. Now you have, you're battling for two positions Khalil Shakir they like a lot so you can definitely pen him in so there's your five who's receiver number six is it Jay Kumro does he end up being receiver six is it Tanner Gentry does Tanner Gentry move up the depth charts now that you know I mean Cole Beads is out of here Isaiah Hodgins We've yet to see Isaiah Hodges really do start doing some, some things with us because obviously he's been nursing some injuries. And then on the practice squad, he had, I think, one, 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 one game that he jumped into. So who we lo- what are we looking at? Bobby Ray comes in and says, hey, here's your receiving quad right now. Diggs, Davis, McKenzie, Crowder, Kumaro, Shakir, call it a day, good night, close the door, close the books, it's over with. And I think that might be the case. I think that might be the case. Now, if I'm going to play the role of, okay, somebody's going to come in and, and shake things up. When I look at this list, does Marquez Stevenson come in and, and shake things up a little bit? Does he, does he tell Kumro, you know what, Kumro, you've been great, but I'm going to take over. I'm going to be that special teams guy. Or is Marquez, is Marquez Stevenson on his way out after one year only? Or is he going to the practice squad? That's tough, man. I thought he was supposed to be that guy. I thought he was supposed to be that kick return guy for us. But guess what? Khalil Shakir does the same damn thing. I think Kumro does stay. I'm, I agree with you guys. They signed him early to the team, too. They like him. So this is, this is going to be, I, I'm, I'm interested to see who is going to shake things up. The one person that can shake things up is Marquez Stevenson. If Marquez Stevenson comes in and has a great camp and you can't deny him, he's going to shake things up. Now it's like, okay, who do you move? Who do you move on from? And I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. If you know Bean, Bean doesn't allow you to be safe. He doesn't allow you, you know what I mean? You're, you're good. I know I said the core four, McKenzie's included in that core four, and I think he makes his team. I think they like him enough that he makes his team. But for special teams purposes, I think he's going to be in the mix. Stevenson is going to be in the mix. Khalil is going to be in the mix. If Marquez Stevenson comes in and just kills it as a return guy, and he's that guy, you have to make room for him on the roster. Who are you moving? That is the question. Who are you moving? Are you going to surprise cut Jamison Crowder? 
I doubt it. So I'd love to know what you guys think about that. If Marquez Stevenson comes in and has a phenomenal camp, cannot be denied. And on top of that, he's he's returning the football and returning the punts extremely well. He has he comes in to camp and he's just doing everything he's supposed to do. Then he goes into preseason and does exactly that. How do you deny him? And who is going to be denied on the squad? It's a legit question. I don't want to be me speculating. I'd like you to jump in and, and jump in and let me know. John Herring, I completely 100% agree with you. And I don't think he's underrated. I don't think he's underrated. I, I just think he's a solid receiver that was just on a bad team. You know how that is. Stevie Johnson was a solid receiver on a consistently bad team. This guy was legit. I mean, you guys already know how I feel about him. When you're on a bad team, man, it's hard to shine. It is hard to shine when you're on a bad team. And that's, that's Jameson Crowder. That's Jameson Crowder for you. John DeMarchi with a super chat. I appreciate you, John. You know that. Dorsey at QB was 38-2 in college. Was in, is, was in 12, he was in 12 personnel a lot at the U with Shockey and Winslow. Bills will be in 12 personnel this year. With Diggs, Davis, Knox, Howard, Cook. Play 4-3, we throw. Play 4-2-5, singles everywhere. Josh Allen is a runner. Well, we might as well get into it a little bit before I get out of here. That is ideal. Bringing in OJ Howard, when I bring back that list, because I'm going to go right into tight ends, Dawson Knox, O.J. Howard, Tommy Sweeney, Quentin Morris, Jalen Weidemeyer. Well, Weidemeyer just got a little contract to come onto the squad. So we'll see how that plays out. Tommy Sweeney's job is not safe. Quentin Morris is going to be pushing for that. But the two names that stand out are Dawson Knox and O.J. Howard. Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. Dawson Knox, O.J. Howard. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, or James Cook, whoever, single back. So, right, you got these two. So, guess what? Get this. James Cook goes out wide. So, now you got an empty backfield with James Cook as a receiver. Bring him back in. You see OJ Howard split out wide. Now you got, you know, a twins receiver here. There's a lot of things that can, play, that can be played with this offense especially when you have that. But that sounds nasty if you think about it. Because that's, I can see it. John, you brought, you brought something up here. I can see it. We go two wides. You mean stacking your, your tight ends? You got James Cook in there. All of a sudden, you get Josh Allen kicks his leg back. Or guess what? Josh Allen falls back from under center to, to shotgun. There goes James Cook splitting out wide. Then we got a linebacker covering him. Good luck. <laughs> Man. It'll be something. Here's, here's a play for you. That very scenario. You got Zach Moss. I'll use Zach Moss or Devin Singletary. You got two wide, two tight ends, right? All of a sudden, you got a pulling Ryan Bates. Or guess what? We're going to pull Roger Saffold from left guard. Pull him out. And here comes. Oh, man. It's going to be nasty. It's so many. The the possibilities are endless. 
Now, this all can happen because we have Josh Allen. Josh Allen is that dude. But I, there is a big question mark. I talked about it last week. I'm going to say it again. We have a new play caller. Never call plays. He's not unfamiliar with the play calling. He was a passing game coordinator. So it was as if he was that guy calling plays. But, I mean, he's putting the game plan together. So he knows how to put a game plan together. And now it's about finding the right time to call the plays. Certain scenarios are different. So we're going to see what Kent Dorsey's like under pressure. Putting the game plan together is one thing. Hey, guys, here's the here's the pass game coordination. Here's the, the pass game plan. Here it is. Dable, do what you do. This is what we practice. It's fine. It's fair. It's great. But now he's the one calling plays. And when you're under duress and you're under pressure to make the plays and, and pressure is going to be on, you have a elite quarterback and a very good, very good offensive pieces. Dorsey, you can't screw this up, bro. You can't screw this up. Figure it out, which I'm sure you will. Aaron Cromer is going to be there to help you. Joe Brady is going to be there to help you. We'll be just fine. But he is a big question mark. Will we be the same office we were last year? No, we won't. Will we be more balanced? There's a, there's a possibility. But I don't, I don't think he's going to lose the makeup of what makes this offense. And that's Josh. that's through Josh Allen. And that's throwing the rock. Occasional runs and setting up setting up the run to set the pass up. It's got to be a beautiful balance. And if he and if Ken Dorsey can come in and put things together and really find our identity in this offense early, we're going to be a problem. Because a lot of the times last year, what do we question a lot? What the f- is our identity? What's our identity? What are we doing? Are we a run team? Are we forcing the run? Are we a pass-heavy team? Like, is that what we do? What is our identity? And a lot of times, we were questioning what our identity was on this offense. So, are we going to, are we going to set our, are we going to set up, set up our offense to to be known to do something, or are we going to be so multiple? You have no idea what we're going to bring you. Well, we're about to find out with new offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Josh comes in and says, yo, Dable was too obvious with his runs. Pretty much always up the middle. Would run three times in a row. We got, got, we got Josh Allen back there. Was not a fan of Dable. There was a lot of people not a fan of Dable. And then we ended up loving Dable. Dable loving Dable was love-hate. It was love hate. It was a thin line. Very thin line. Either you love Dable, the next day you hated him because he was getting too cute. There were moments I felt that way. Sacks. John comes in and says, oh, 0-6 in one score equals regression to the mean. But on the other hand, 12 wins by 10 plus or, or also regression to the mean. Oh, I know what, you, I know what you're saying there. It, <laughs> Johnny, man, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. It's, it's, it's oh, man. Balance. We just gotta. We just gotta find a balance. We just gotta find what Josh Allen loves. And the beautiful thing about it is, Ken Dorsey has been with Josh for four years. He already knows what Josh Allen loves. So now it's just a matter of tweaking. 
I know you love this play, but this play, we're going to be doing it with two tight ends. And if you don't like what you like, if you don't like it and you'd rather go, you know, me split with, yo, split Dawson Knox out. Give the defense a different look. You can still do what you do. But we just can't have the same look all the time with the same guys all the time. We need to change things up. And maybe these are things what Ken Dorsey is going to bring to this table. I can't wait. I can't wait. So that'll be interesting. It'll be good. <laughs> he said, I'm just kidding, guys. Trust me, we're not going to win six. There's no way. That'll be a debacle. That would be a debacle. If we were going to win six, something, something went wrong. There was a big injury. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it is what it is. Folks, uh, that's it for me. So the five games that, I mean, recapping our night, five games that we liked a lot. Hold on a second. I see my man. Bobby comes in. If Allen wins the MVP, Dorsey takes a head coach job. Who's our OC in 2023? Damn, you think he's going to leave that early? I think they're going to want, they're going to try to run it back. He's going to try to run it back. There's no way he goes from first time OC right to head coach right off the bat. I think he's probably going to want to stay with Allen and win multiple championships. Because chances are when you, wherever you go to be a head coach, you're not going to be a head coach with a guy like Josh Allen. Look at Brian Dable. Guess who, guess who, guess who he's coaching right now? Daniel Jones. Ugh. Daniel freaking Jones. I'm sorry. Tyrod Taylor. I like Tyrod. Y'all know I like Tyrod. That ain't it. So be mindful of where you're freaking going. Dable at least had an opportunity to go with Joe Shane, someone he's familiar with. They can build together. I know. Bobby's like, yo, but you got to stay one step ahead. <laughs> well, here's the thing. If, if, for instance, let's play that game. Josh Allen wins the MVP. We win the Super Bowl. All because of Ken Dorsey, the new, the new age offensive corner that comes in. They're going to hate on him, first of all. They're going to be like, you walked into a team that was like ready to be a Super Bowl team. Cut it out. That's number one. You know there's going to be haters out there. But let's just say he gets a job somewhere. He goes. We already have a successor. We have Joe Brady. Joe Brady's just going to jump right in there. Voila, there's your, there's, there's your, we're going to hire from within. And if it's not him, then maybe Cromer becomes that guy. Doubt it. But Joe Brady will probably be the, the next office coordinator. Solved. Over. That's it. There's your 2023 contingency, your contingency plans right there. But let's win the Super Bowl first. Let's win the Super Bowl first, and then we'll go from there. John, I appreciate that, my man. Love all in the thread. Let's go, Buffalo. And prayers up for everyone in 716, for sure. Now, before I get out of here, a couple announcements. Um, yeah, I think I can talk about it right now. So, a couple things. And I, and I truly do mean this, man. For those affected with this tragedy that happened in, in Buffalo, my, my heart does go out to you, man. I know people say, well, her, her prayer, thoughts and prayers mean nothing. It does, man. If you're if you're a your person of faith and you believe in prayer like myself, um, it does. You pray for people, man, for strength. And in this in this situation, man, you you pray for strength. That's the only thing you can give them strength to get through this because it's tough when you lose someone that was your everything to a senseless senseless act. It's tough. How do you 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 have anger in your heart? It's tough, man. Because I'd be angry. I would be angry. 
And I don't know, man. It's it, it's tough, man. And I'm I'm pissed off right now. Like I'm I'm pissed. Like I I I just I can't understand it. I I can't I can't fathom. I just can't. So prayers are honestly my thoughts, prayers and strength. You know, saying time to heal. It's tough, man. Um, but shout out to everybody that stepped up and and donated food, clothing, whatever that can help to anyone that was injured or or even had family members pass and they can't deal and they're not coping right. It's tough. It is tough, man. Um, and that should that that those things happen everywhere, man. I just moved to an area here where there was the same freaking act that happened in this area, this very area. Senseless. Senseless. Anyway, praise out to everybody. Strength. Y'all know what it is. Secondly, uh, shout out to my man, Jeff King. Um, in uh, not going to say too much. Just shout out to my man. Praise out. Strengthen up. You know what I'm saying? One day at a time. That's all I'm going to say about that. He knows what it is. Secondly, your boy's going to Buffalo. Your boy's going to Buffalo this weekend. Now, what am I doing? Well, there's an event. And it's going to be me and Z-Bot. We're going to get our act together. We're going to be doing big things. We're going to bring into you guys some some heat. We're going to be interviewing players. What I do on screen, it'll actually be done here you know what i'm saying it'll be done in person so keep keep your eyes peeled i'll have to keep my eyes peeled and i'm gonna tell you right now i, I gotta be real me going to buffalo right now is like bittersweet because you know i mean i like going there because i i meet with people that i've spoken to online and this that and and it's love genuine love but i can't help myself but keep my head on the swivel and how sad is that sad man it really is sad, and I even hate to even have to say that, but it's the it's the facts, man. It's the facts. But anyway, life is too damn short, man. So love each other, hug each other, man. Um, and I appreciate you guys. You guys don't understand as much as this is therapeutic for y'all. It's therapeutic for me too. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's uh, it doesn't go unnoticed that you guys tune in every week and you give me your time. And I hope that I'm able to give you guys something to kind of get your minds off of whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because we're all going through some nonsense here and there. But if this is what brings us both together to kind of get our minds off of things, chef's kiss. Appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Not to get all sentimental, but I had to, to keep it a buck here with you guys and let you guys know what's really good. So cheers to everybody. My man John says, hey, great show as ever. Love all in 716, of course. All Bills fans, which are redundant, I know. Cheers all. And if I messed up in the chat, I'm old. <laughs> you're good, Johnny. Johnny, you're good, Johnny. Ronald Wrigler, I see you, man. All the triple OGs in the chat, all the people that have supported BF, continue to support BF. If you're not a member, ring that bell and go to supportbf.com. Everything that you guys need to know is right there. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy. And I'm gone. Y'all be good. Y'all be great. I'm going to catch you on the flip side. And we are going to a freaking game this year. I'm going to tell you that right now. We, BF Crew, is going to get all together. We're going to go to Bill's game, and I guarantee you guys, we're going to let you guys know what we're doing, where we're going to be. We all going to party. We all going to dap it up, hugs, everything, man. All that is going to be there, ready to roll. We just don't know which game we're going to go to. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, folks. So, until next time, folks, have yourself a great one. Have yourself a great night. 
and we'll catch you on the flip side. And it's your boy, and I'm gone. Let's go. Folks, we out.